Uh, none of you guys know this, but we had some technical difficulties. But we are here now at the luck we had a Shameless Recap podcast, the mini sode this time. Welcome back, everybody. Hello, and as normal, um, I'm Amanda. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Evan. I am your co-host, and today we have our reigning champ of guest stars. Welcome back. It is Lena. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. We're, you know, we're killing it. We're staying alive. Um, we did briefly consider only posting Nick Jonas is what a man got to do instead of doing any kind of episode because that's all literally when the credits rolled i picked up my phone and facetime lena and let the song play and we just stared at each other (laughs) i was like i hate you (laughs) (laughs) we stayed on the phone for like another hour because we could not process what we had just seen so this is the minisode recap of season 11 episode three I don't even remember what the name Francis Franny. Yeah, like Frank, that. yeah, I think it's like Fra- it's it's like Francis Frank, Francine Franny or something like that. I think I had it googled. I forget what it was, but yeah, it's it's like definitely like different variations of their names. Yeah, this episode was absolutely wild. Um, but it's also can it's I don't know if my expectations are just below below the floor. But it's better than, it's definitely better than the first one. I think it's better than the second one. Like, shit just keeps getting better. Yeah, like, they're actually, like, kind of killing it with each episode is just a little bit better than the last one. And I'm just like, they're doing something right for once. Does it have a direct connection to Maximum Mickey content? I'm thinking, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Maybe so. Absolutely, man. So, yeah, uh, let's... Let's go storyline by storyline. Did Liam have a storyline in this episode? Um, he was Debbie present. Deb, uh, he was he present, but Franny and then he got Frank. he got yelled at at the end. Yeah, he was only present for the beginning of the Franny storyline and like the ending. I'm like working my way through from like youngest to oldest because poor Liam just for the second episode in a row just. At least last episode he had a scene. Yeah, this episode true. he just wasn't there. Yeah, so basically, like Liam, this episode, well, everyone's like yelling at, uh, f- uh, yelling in the morning, and Debbie's trying to find someone to take Franny. Of course, Liam's like, "Yeah, sure, I'll take her." But with the headline or the title of this episode, we know Liam doesn't end up taking her to school, but Frank does. Yeah, poor Liam. Like the Gallagher rule of like the youngest always takes care of. Of the, of the, the other baby youngest. Of the <laughs> yeah, that like weird, like that's the least sense making. Yeah, the <laughs> whole troop of like, like Debbie always watching Liam and taking him everywhere. Like, I my favorite thing is like in season one is like taking Liam to show and tell. Like, you took that was okay. literally in the pilot. Yeah, I know he's got a birthmark on his back that looks like Latvia. That looks like Latvia. <laughs> uh, but poor Liam. But um. And then the second youngest that it's supposed to be, but apparently isn't anymore because they changed her age. But Carl's storyline, he's still a cop. He's still a cop, but you know what they did. Now you have a black female police officer that he's hanging out with. Just to that be a little like, more. I know. I I knew. They know exactly what they're doing. Well, <laughs> she's like, the sh- she's a shitty cop. Or just so they can be like, see, black people make shitty cops too. Like, it's like, oh my gosh guys like from the moment they introduced her character i was like damn they 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 knew what they were doing they're they know what they are doing and like she's not even like one of like if when people like more than not rate female cops like dainty well, don't she's give a shit the exact opposite of what his former partner was so she's she's corrupt in a different way she's super she's overly violent yeah. 
but the other cop like was too passive and so it's like where is this like happy medium that everybody thinks exists but really does not exist yeah one or the other Uh, everything about carl's storyline can be summed up in mickey's reaction at the end of the episode when carl comes home he just goes fuck you cop like it's it as it (laughs) (laughs) guess who just made their first arrest fuck you cop it was so funny because like two episodes ago he was like woohoo my brother-in-law's a cop no more parking tickets and then he like gets pissed off at Ian. He's like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck you, cop. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite, that, that scene is so funny. He's like, hell yeah, no more parking tickets for me. And Ian's like, you don't have a car, dumbass. And then Mickey just looks at him. <laughs> so yeah, Carl is still a cop. And like, so I put on uh on TikTok that like a short recap. I was like, I don't care about Carl. So I was like, why don't you care about Carl? And I went, he's a cop. So I don't, I don't fucking yeah, care. But anyway, story they were like, oop, yeah, that's exactly why. It was so funny on Twitter, Shanola got some very rude Twitter replies because she tweeted, I love Ethan as a cop, like when she was live tweeting, and everybody was like, girl, Miss Girl. Miss Girl. <laughs> Miss Girl. Miss girl. <laughs> <laughs> and just, Shanola just loves everybody on that set so much. It's like she's just gonna, it's just gonna spill out no matter what she, no matter what she does. Yeah. It's probably not even her, like, go blue. It's her just being like, I love Ethan. Like, look, look at, at Ethan go. He's a cop. Yeah. Yeah, like, I think it, that's how, like, I interpret so many of them. Because I think at this point they all are just vibing with each other that it's not going to be like, well, Emma low-key, like, on TikTok was saying that she wants Netflix to pick them up for another season, but... Can you imagine how exhausted Cameron would be if they... Oh my be God. Like, Those my... They don't need any more. would be like, only if they pay for my chiropractor from carrying this fucking show on my back. It's like... They should have left it at an even 10. 11's such an odd Cam- number to Yeah, with. plus then it would end with a wedding, which is, like, so classic, but... Yeah, I mean, him, Jeremy, Noel... Chinola, but they, end, they end with the juiciest they end with the juiciest story from the entire series and call it quits yeah, yeah. but you know what hopefully we're gonna get uh we're recording this on at seven o'clock on december 26th by the way ha- merry late christmas to everybody merry, late christmas. merry christmas happy hanukkah i'm jewish um but i also do christmas all the things. Yeah, it's 720. I'm going to try to edit this at lightning speed and get it up before the Hall of Shame drops at midnight. But, you know, who knows? At this point, all we've gotten is a weird description of what we thought was going to be a clip show, but apparently is going to be... Within the last time of us recording, with us in the last recording, we have come up with three different <laughs> things this episode could be about. And it's still probably not going to be anything we have talked about. So it's going to be interesting for all of us. Let's talk about the Hall of Shame at the end, because that's a whole thing yeah, to Yeah, let's talk about but, Okay, so let's go to Debbie. The, she's like a gig worker now. She's like a lesbian, handy woman lady. When she was at the woman's house and found out that her daughter needed something for school or wasn't at school, she could have texted her client, my daughter had an emergency, I will let you know when I can come back. That's it. That could have solved her work situation. Yeah. Or like, can we reschedule? Yeah. But of course they have to pull the whole, I'll get away with it, I'll come back later, no one will know I'm gone. And then she robs the place. So like, she didn't make a pretty picture for herself. But I don't know, like, I understood like, Obviously, they're playing the whole, like, Gallagher busy house. Someone take so-and-so to school in the morning. But she full-on, everyone dipped. Like, not, like, as, like, I'm kind of glad that, um, I forget who calls her out at the very, very end. Lip. Lip. Um, like, I'm really glad he does say something at the very end. But, like, 
girl, homegirl just left. <laughs> she left her daughter there. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, who did you leave her with? She's yeah, like, I left you with then... all of you. And he's like, no, did anybody say, yes, Debbie, I will take Franny to school. Like, he's a dad, too. He's, he wouldn't just leave Fred behind with the house unless someone was like, yes, Lip, I will take Fred to school for yeah. you. And I feel like they... I feel like a lot with this season, they continuously show that Debbie still isn't, like... Like, yes, she's a mother, but she's still not, like, a full-grown, like, functioning adult, almost. Like, I don't know. I'm not saying the right well, words, but it's, like, she's still, like, on the run. She's still trying to do her own thing. Like, she's only, they haven't really... At the very most, what, she's 19? only 20 years old. Yeah. And so it's, like, she's still, like, basically a child. I mean... Yes, her kid's like five years old, but just because she she did have Fiona as kind of an extra support in the first few years. I mean, Fiona was like Fiona was like 21 taking care of all of them. But um, yeah, it's just like, well, now I'm thinking about Fiona. I'm like, Fiona would have never just left Liam without knowing who was yeah. going to take him. That's why that's why I'm saying it's like it feels like it's more prominent because like Debbie in like the previous seasons used to be like up on her game with Franny. But then from the last episode, it was like the me, me, me show for her birthday. And now it's her just leaving her loosey goosey at the house or whatever. I'm just saying, like, I feel like they're it's more prominent this season that she's kind of like obviously still a kid in the sense. But like yeah. isn't like that authority figure that she's been like promoted herself as as of recently well according to liam because when he leaves and he well when everybody leaves and he's the only one there he says i guess i'll take you to school again yeah so that kind of implies that this happens like somewhat all the time it's just that she never gets left with frank she always gets taken to school by liam because liam is the best gallagher <laughs> and i'll stand by that you know what i would have loved I would have loved a little window of the months that she was away in prison of who was taking care of Franny. Were Ian and Mickey taking care of Franny? Was Lip taking care of Franny? Who was taking care of Franny for the months that Debbie was gone? Yeah, where was Franny? Uh, but yeah, Debbie's storyline, uh, like the chaos in the morning, I understood that it was chaotic and like it was a misinterpretation. But at the end, I saw a lot of people get mad at Lip for snapping at her. And even in the scene, like Sandy got mad at Lip. Yeah, you. it's a bad thing to call a, a woman a shitty mom but like he isn't incorrect and he immediately was like the way i said that was shitty like he immediately apologized but like somebody yeah. needed to say it it's probably some of the most harmless things they have said to each other as siblings and especially in an instance when she fucked up i do understand how that can be so like upsetting to her though because monica was like truly a shitty mom so she's really just trying to yeah. not be monica i also like when I'm thinking about this chaotic scene in the morning, it does kind of sound like somebody was like, yeah, sure. But really they were responding to Carl. Yeah. So like, I can kind of understand why, like how she misinterpreted that and kind of just assumed that they would work it out amongst themselves. Cause they all were just, cause it was like, yeah, sure. But it was actually in response to Carl. So. Yeah. But like Lip said, she could have stood there and been like, wait, so who's taking Franny? Like, before everybody dispersed, she could have been like, hold up, who's taking Franny? She could have taken four seconds to fix that The group chat was so funny, though. Lena was like, e Mickey isn't in the group chat, and I'm livid about it. I was yeah, so Sandy's sad. in the group chat, but Le but Mickey no, is in, and not, Tammy Sandy was and Tammy are not in the group chat. Debbie texted Sandy on her own. Um, I just thought it was funny because Ian doesn't type with autocaps. <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh so he's like my one thing i did notice in the one scene when debbie and sandy are in the car and sandy's 
like in a group chat because Sandy's in or or she's on Debbie's phone. I couldn't tell what was going on. She was texting from Debbie's phone. But you see the phone for a split second, and I you could you're able to read the screen, and like none of that made sense. And then she goes to read the phone, and then the messages that were on that screen weren't even dialogue until like maybe like yeah. a scene later or the next couple minutes. I was like, so they just pretty odd. Of course, it's just fucking. Well, when yeah, when there, she started saying like, that, I was like, I was like, didn't we just see that? Yeah, that was like I feel like that was the we were supposed to read that, but then that was the conversation for like the next like whole thing, which I thought was funny. But yeah. inconsistency, we love it. So yeah, Debbie's storyline was wild. Oh, and it fed into Frank's storyline, which I actually so much I'm so angry that I care about Frank right now mm. because Frank's <laughs> day with Franny was adorable. It was adorable. I love that storyline, like, with more than my heart. Like, obviously, Frank should should have taken her to the correct school, but he's Frank. And I feel like also this episode is we can point out that Frank is starting to show some signs of um, mm-hmm. getting a little mushy in the brain. He couldn't um, remember what guys. school it was or where the other one was. He mixed up a story about Debbie with a story about Fiona. He said Aunt Kev and Uncle V. And then he got lost. Like, and then something's he, happening. And then he, like, the whole thing with, like, gotta go to the paper store. And then Frenny was like... We already went. Fran- we already went. And then he, like, looked at but, the at the map of the L and was like, where are we? <laughs> oh, my yeah, God, I was guys. trying to figure out where they were. But is is, is this Frank getting dementia? <laughs> I, think, I think they're going... Someone has a theory that they're going to end the show. Frank gets dementia and dies. and Or Frank gets COVID and dies. And then the last episode's going to be, like, a bonfire of all the kids around just, like, in the pilot episode. Well, because, like, that would make sense to me because it's, like, okay, narratively that makes sense because it's, like, Frank was the start of, like, this whole arc of the show because he was such a bad parent. That was, like, the whole reason for everything that we, that happened. But, and, like, it, they've also done this before because they didn't they actually didn't know if they were going to get renewed at the end of season seven it was really up in the air until the literally after the finale of season seven aired they didn't know if they were going to be renewed for season eight and that's the season that they killed monica and so i'm like okay they're getting rid of these parents so that these kids can finally like move on and begin their lives essentially and so it makes sense narratively for Frank to die. And I don't want to be sad about it, but I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little sad about it. I know, I'm so angry about how emotional that the scenes of Frank and Franny made me. It made me so sad. Yeah, like, I, like, I was a little rocked by those scenes. Not in, in like, I'm getting really sad, just, like, it was more, like, most genuine. Like, obviously she's a child actor, so you can't really do too much with the child actor or have that much intense dialogue but it just seemed very like comforting and then it was just like all the small little thing was frank then it started to hurt my heart because you knew he always tried to keep a filter for himself around franny as much as he can't even know he's dealing drugs but like the tattoo what the tattoo the tattoo <laughs> and the fact that she got a little like sharpie tattoo on her arm too oh um also are we going to talk about um trans Trans franny do you know what that that scene that like when she was like a boy and he's like live your truth it made me miss molly milkovich so much Uh, okay okay but my one thing my one thing about that narrative though is that at the end how frank still was like put on the dress and make people happy your own your own feelings don't matter unless it's other people's fulfillment that made me a bit irked because like she obviously was like I like a tomboy. I don't want to wear the dress. And Frank's like, mm, 
just give her that one thing. So I'm like, don't don't encourage her not to express that. But obviously it's shameless, so they want her to compete. But from what the next episode is going to be, I'm guessing it's going to be Franny revolting. Well, it's Little Miss Southside, and the promotional pictures have actually come out um, already. And Debbie, like, puts her in a wig and stuff. But yeah, I think because she thinks a ginger won't win, probably maybe something like that. But um, what was I was gonna say something about Franny? Oh yeah, Franny being like a boy and people making like trans Franny headcanons kind of gives me the same energy as when Jared Padalecki in a panel recently was like Sam uses Hile. <laughs> Stop it! Stop <laughs> it! Stop it! Stop I literally it. saw Not that. Hile, I was like, Sam I was like, she's playing both sides. <laughs> So that he can come out on top. Mm, not he, they, Sam Winchester. He, they, Sam. I was like, um, all right. But question, t- questionable, question mark, Franny? Question mark, Franny. Huh, he, they, live? <laughs> I really love that storyline. I thought it was so sweet. And uh, before we get to the main event, the lip storyline also tugged at my heart. I wasn't entirely sure what the resolution of that was because his boss was going to sell his business to pay for his child's bills. I get that. That's noble. But that means Lip is out of a job now? I don't think they've... It hasn't happened. It, they haven't solved it yet. I feel like it's so going to be it, like a, I couldn't a tell. Or it did... Um, is the baby already born or is she... Is the baby... The baby is born. Yeah. The baby is born. Okay. It has a hole in his heart. He, uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he I know the illness... I knew, like, they said, like, obviously he was sick and stuff like that, but I couldn't tell. Like, it it made it seem like the baby was still not born yet, so I was, like, really confused. But, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like they, when Tammy was, like, Bob, like, asking Lip for all that money and stuff like that, like, Lip, I didn't like how they portrayed Lip because he was like, no, they'd have gotten any money. Oh, see, no, I loved that conversation. I loved, it showed, like, the divide of a person, like, a middle, middle to lower class person. She's like, yeah, my Aunt Oopie's gonna give up her jewelry that she has not yet had to pawn, and they're gonna do this that they have not yet had to give up, and he's like, yeah, they can give all of that up because they have all of that to yeah. give up. We are still sharing underwear in this That house. and also, like, I, like it's just because it it brings me back to that conversation in the first episode where it it seems to be that Lip and Tammy share their income, um, but they are not married. So they have like, so technically, I mean, legally, they don't, well, I mean, legally anyway, if you're married, you don't have to share your income necessarily, but there is no real, real reason for them to be sharing their income. So yeah. why would he, I understand that he feels very emotionally attached, but it's like, from an outsider standpoint, I'm like, well, you're not married into the family. I know that you care very deeply, but you really don't have that much to give. Why would you bust your ass? Yeah, to why try would to give you money? sell all of your shit? Why would your siblings who are already on shit's creek? Exactly. Like, his little, his little bike pet project too, that could in the long run, make them an extreme amount of money he could sell now for not its full worth yeah and uh, i i really like that storyline like i the first time i watched the episode through i was bored by it and i was like why are we focusing so much time on tammy's family but then at the end of it like it felt it came together and i like understood why we were the second time i watched it i was like yes i did watch it the second time i was like i understand why we went on this journey for lip and at the end i was so worried that his landlord was gonna be like oh wow you fixed this place up nice 
I'm going to jack up your rent or I'm going to sell the place. He's like, oh, no, you fixed this place up nice. Let me pay yeah, you Yeah, the conversation labor. seemed very off. Like, for some reason to me, the like the guy he was renting from, which is, like, what, the son or the grandson of the original owner, right? Yeah, I think they, like, it's, like, He seemed, like, like sketchy house. when they were talking. Like, he seemed like he was like, oh, so, so you did this. Like, he almost seemed, like, really sketchy when he was, like, pointing all that stuff out. And then he was like, oh, I'll dock it off your rent. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. But, like, it, it was building it up to seem like he was about to, like, throw lip under the bus or something like that. He seemed really indecisive every time he'd be like, oh, so, uh, tile. Like, yeah, okay. I think that was just because, like, I don't remember, but I think that his family actually owns the house. So, yeah, he's do. really renting it for extra income. And so, that makes sense for him to knock it off the rent because it's repairs that would have needed to be done to keep the house in shape anyway. Yeah, to be rented out again in the future. Yeah, so that makes sense to me. Especially because oh, it was so... Part, just the way he was, like, talking to Lip as well. Yeah, the way saying. the conversation played out was really weird and sketchy. And, like, until you got to the end of it, I was, like, very uncomfortable. I was like, is, he, is Lip about to lose even yeah, more? Yeah, that's what I was saying. It just yeah. seemed like it was like not gonna be the the conversation i it was going to be we're also just not used to good things happening to these characters yeah so. well honestly yeah every time a character talks to someone i'm just like fuck what are they gonna do so i was like what'd you do to them if we're moving into ian and mickey i saw no kevin kevin, kevin, kevin v. okay because i there was somebody who had a really good take on why their storyline is the way it is this season but i'll i'll talk about that later yeah. kevin v I really like, like, Kev is his fucking himbo self that we always knew he was. He got a little money in his pocket. He started flashing Oh my god, that drip! That drip, that, that, that drip. yellow ass suit. He is Why do you so have an funny. erection in those ugly fucking banana pants? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, that's my money roll. And they were like, kind of a weird name to call your dick. Yeah. I, that Like, that storyline was so stupid, but, like, it was the setup for an Ian and Mickey storyline, so I'll allow it. It was, it's, Ooh. it's true to character, though. That's the best part is that it's like so yeah. it's so true that he would do that, especially the like hiding money in the keg. And they're like, why would you do that? And he's like, ah, didn't they do that in a previous season? They too, did. Realize that was they bad did. Idea. And they, had, they got they robbed. Had the money in like they had the money in like what the back. It was no, cooler. it was one keg under the bar and they got robbed. This is during the rub and tug. That's why they had a fight. And then um so now he's like, ah, but you see, I have improved my strategy. I am hiding it all around the bar. <laughs> <laughs> the fact he was like, yeah, under the pool table, under bar, uh, booth number four in this keg. And Mickey's sitting there rubbing his eyes like, we have been through this before. <laughs> you stupid gorilla of a man. You're so dumb. But Kevin Kevin V did uh, lend, a, lend a helping hand in this episode in the Ian and Mickey storyline. Oh, we forgot to mention they got robbed, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, they got robbed. <laughs> all of their money, all of their weed money, gone, because for, uh, Kevin's an idiot. But we love but him. not to worry, Next in the next real episode, not the Hall of Shame episode, in the next episode we're going to see the new security team that they have. But let's rewind to the beginning of the episode. I was a few minutes behind Lena when she watched it, and I was God. getting live texts. <laughs> And you were like, I just got sex scene, sex scene, sex scene text messages. I sort of want to like post screenshots of our <laughs> chat while the episode was happening because it was just an all caps nightmare. So the Jonas Brothers. Um, the Jonas Brothers. Not a sentence we would think would be featured on Shameless. Just like Riverdale last week, Jonas Brothers this week. 
they like so Ian and Mickey are having sex and Mickey <laughs> likes to be choked and like let's not Mickey pretend that we didn't know choked. let's not pretend we didn't know he was a kinky bitch he pulled out the anal beads in season three y'all Bro. like someone spotted a ball gag last week and we're like yeah that makes sense he likes <laughs> yeah shut them up not the ball gag <laughs> But what did confuse me, sorry, we're going to get graphic for a moment here. What did confuse me is that a gay man wrote this episode. And the way that gay sex is portrayed in this episode, there is prep time involved with bottoming. And, like, they act like you could just jump. Like, this was some fan fiction oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Mickey, like, trying to just jump in Ian. I was like, um, <sighs> what? Honestly, if you watch every other fucking sex scene they've had, those boys just went in. Well, but there's bro. always, That's but true. there's always, it's either they cut away or it's, like, the indication that it's, like, maybe he came prepped. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like, that was so disturbing. But, like, is what is that the first sex scene we've gotten since the deleted sex scene in season five? Yeah, I think so. Uh, no, 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 no. no. What about no, the no, no? We got this. The dock yeah, we got scene. the sex scene in the van. No, not the the, doc- the dock scene. The van one. The docks doesn't count as a sex scene. You don't think so? No, that was a kiss. There was a lot of good kissing. That was not a sex scene. They cut away. They cut to black. You're right, but also they do they do grind for a hot moment. We almost had a moment in the first, se- the second episode of season ten, but then the mayonnaise got involved. Yeah, prison also doesn't count as a. Yeah, sex so scene. if you're so- talking like real legitimate, there's only um, episode six six six. Episode six six six, the deleted scene in season five, and this. And this. Yep. Damn. And they all and this is what they give us. Well, and it's Mickey like having a breeding kink, or it's like half a scene, or it's deleted, and it's like, well, all right, how many times did I have well, to watch? So, and you know what? They finally gave us a community them talking and yelling at each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that. Mickey's like, I thought that you weren't gonna fuck me until until I got a real job, and Ian, Ian was just too horny. He's like, I'm gonna close my eyes and pretend that you're a Jonas brother. And then there was an argument about which Jonas brother, and the Nick Jonas conversation I came think up, Ian's and so that's how funny. we watched. <laughs> Honestly, so I wrote a fic about this, but um, when Mickey called Ian a bitch, I think it triggered something with Ian. There's a whole psychosexual thing going on with Ian. He's got a traumatic sexual past, Correct. and I think the bitch thing triggered something bad in Ian. They're never going to discuss it. We're never going, unless they cover it in the Hall of Shame tonight, we're never going to get elaboration no, on it. No, I don't think they'll but cover it. But I think it triggered it. something. They'll cover, I'm trying to think, like, what they could possibly talk about in Hall of Shame. We'll talk about it later, but... Somebody had a really good take, um, basically saying, like, the reason that Ian and Mickey are acting as our comedic relief this season and that their storylines are so, like, kind of stupid and silly and they're arguing about really dumb stuff is because they're trying to balance that with the actually, like, heavy emotional storylines that they're introducing with, like, Lip and Tammy and what looks like is going to be Frank. So because Ian and Mickey are such a stable relationship, they're trying to give us that, like, comic relief by having them fight about dumb stuff. Because we're this is not, like, end of the world. going to get a showdown next yeah. week, though. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I'm so excited. You know what's... Okay, you know what's funny, though, is I was looking at the synopsises for the next couple episodes. So the next episode is um, Get the Fuck Out My Backyard. Like, the, yeah. uh, that, the abbreviation are not in my backyard. And then the next episode after that is called Slaughter. Slaughter doesn't have a synopsis yet, but it's... Let Terry die. <laughs> um, but for the not in my 
the not in my backyard though it says that it's kev frank and liam are banding up to get rid of the milkoviches and then ian and mickey are doing the whole money security so so i'm i'm very curious to see why they're gonna make them three be like the milkovich teardown i'm excited to give liam a storyline Someone made me very emotional with a parallel of season uh, two when I- when Mickey is breaking up with Ian and saying he's nothing but a- or saying like he's afraid of what his dad's gonna do, and then season eleven of him married flipping his dad off, just walking past the Milkovich, just like oh the journey we've gone on. Yeah, I but I feel like the Milkovich thing should be a whole season long storyline, but I know it's not gonna be. I think they're gonna end it in like six or seven episode six or seven but in this episode i really i kind of really liked this episode i liked ian realizing like yeah he's been giving mickey shit because mickey doesn't have a real job but ian has been working his ass off at a real job that's going to take all of his money anyway so like fuck amazon i like the fuck amazon fuck amazon man like yeah they're gonna dock you for literally anything and ian getting fed up and walking away from that and then the bar fight it's like, that was just, that was, they push each Dom other and push v. each other Dom and push v. each other. I'm obsessed with her. Dom v. <laughs> Mistress V, not in mama's house. Not v. in mama's house. I feel like instead of giving all of like the, this time that would have gone to Fiona to Debbie, it should have been given to, to V. I'm not going to lie. I agree. I agree. I agree. She was the default older sister when Fiona left. Right? Like she's always been the second older sister. Right. I like d- yeah V knocking them on their ass like this woman's been they haven't been married but like they've been fucking married for a decade to Kev like li- listen listen to the wise words of this woman stop fighting like idiots and just join together what I wish we would have gotten is a conversation before a random sex scene at the end of the episode yeah. like that even they even came home bitching at each other yeah and like you couldn't be high off your pot brownies giggling that but it's I, I, yeah and then just like in general v going off and being like um you need to stop saying like bitch and vagina because it's offensive to women and just because you're gay doesn't mean that you can like be misogynistic she's right and she should say it but then immediately after she left ian turned to mickey and just said bitch and it's like <sighs> masculine dom top daddy the uber masculine so i was like guys can we just be okay with our femininity for like two seconds i understand that that's like not their thing but it just kind of like it felt like her words meant nothing yeah yeah and i feel like the average like i'm glad she said it but i'm pissed because you know those boys did not take any of that well because it's 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 like the average viewer would not totally absorb that because like they don't psychoanalyze why ian and mickey are so hyper masculine toxic masculinity they would just kind of be like haha stupid woman like they don't care and it's like oh my god uh, guys she's, boys fight. she's right and she should yeah. say it like yeah no i totally agree and like i loved i loved v just putting them in their place and like that's exactly what needed to happen they needed somebody who's been married for a hundred years to be like so <laughs> you've been married for four seconds i need you to calm the fuck down with each other for a moment and like also, also just the growth of Mickey, Mickey, nobody can find out who I am to Mickey and the alibi. Just because I take it in the ass doesn't mean I'm the woman. Like, I, I'm i in love with you. Also, um, Kev put some pants on. You're giving me a boner. <laughs> yeah, literally. I was like, bit. I was like, so we find, so it finally comes out. I knew you were attracted and to the I whole love, time. That part made me, so, I love that part so much just because of how casually he says it. And I'm like, yes, I'm like, we've been waiting 
for the security in the show and now we have it thank you so much mickey milkovich and this sorry i'm gonna bring in supernatural for four seconds this comedy that we're getting with mickey and his just being gay and making those kind of gay jokes is what we could have had if dean got to be bi he would have been calling every monster homophobic and it would have been hilarious come out in like season like literally season eight is gay here is where I cut away. I, I don't know if I'm going to leave all that in or cut it out. <laughs> cut it out, please. But um, so Ian and Mickey, their storyline, the, and then suddenly Dom Top Daddy, uber masculine slut at the end. And honestly, like I was watching it and like everybody's storyline was wrapping up and everything is fine. <laughs> Lena was even texting me. Like I said, you were a few minutes ahead. You're like, I guess we're just not wrapping up this Ian and Mickey storyline. Never mind, like, Dom Top Daddy. <laughs> And like that, and the music that was playing, and then when the needle drop of what a man gotta do hit me in the chest, like it was ridiculous. I so they were watching the episode. They watched it and finished it before I started it. So I had to mute the group chat. And the amount of times I just would check the group chat for two seconds, and the things they were saying, I was not expecting that those things were said and did happen it's in like, that last 30 seconds of this fucking episode. I'm never as funny as I am the night that something's airing and I'm making immediate jokes about it. I have never oh said God. <laughs> I never will ever be as funny as when I as when that happens. I feel like the only promo pictures I'm going to put up for this episode are screenshots of our group <laughs> chat of just us losing our entire yeah. Like the minds. first five minutes of the episode, they both texted me separately. They were like, you better mute this group chat or you're going to see something like, you don't want to see. Because that was literally <laughs> the sex scenes in the first five minutes. But, um, yeah. I, and, ugh. They both look, the bed looks so tiny. With that bed looks so dirty. Like, yeah, wash bed. them sheets, please. Oh my they God, need to wash please them stop sheets. reminding me that I need to wash my sheets so bad. <laughs> In conclusion, episode, season 11, episode three was, it was fucking phenomenal. great. It was, it was really great. Good. It was I really enjoyed it. It had, had me interested almost in, almost in everyone's storylines. Yeah, Carl. But... Yeah. Carl was the only like Carl and Debbie's. I the only reason I guess Debbie's was because hers was the Franny storyline. I didn't care for Debbie's scenes. I only cared for Franny. The whole yeah, just because I knew exactly what was gonna happen with her when she like took the food and left the window open. I knew exactly what was gonna happen with that. Yeah, she lady. was not gonna get back in. They were like it was so obvious from the get go that we knew she was not gonna have a good outcome to her storyline. Yeah, Sandy's a hot lesbian, and I wish we okay. Get okay, I, one thing I want to say: what I feel like that conversation when she called Sandy of her sitting in like that alley, it seemed kind of sketchy. Did you notice that? Yeah, but something's I don't. Something's brewing. If, something's brewing. With Sandy. I don't know where that's gonna go. Like, I don't know what she could. I don't know how much, how many more character arcs they could possibly fit into this show. The ensemble yeah, cast we, is already so big. We only met. We only met Sandy last season, and all we know is she is a milkovich and that she is a lesbian like those are her traits right and now. that her hair but is honestly, perpetually greasy and yet it's so she makes gross. it look good um it's hot but yep, um it's hot because she's hot yeah just that conversation seemed a bit fishy to me and even when debbie asked like where are you she was like doesn't matter so I'm I'm very curious what they might do with that but it might not be the most important it probably just will to keep Debbie's story alive, but I hope she, they don't villainize Sandy in any way. And now, as of almost 8 o'clock on December 26th, Saturday night, we have not seen Hall of Shame yet. All we've gotten is a... Tweet, they tweeted a short video of Ian and Mickey playing video games with each other. Fortnite. Which is very I, cute. I'm still like, no. Was it Fortnite? He thinks it's Among Us. Um, 
he thinks it's Fortnite. I think it's going to be maybe Among Us. I think they're just... But we've seen that Cameron Monaghan has tweeted some throwback pictures and said that they filmed some new stuff and that he's excited for it. And we know somebody from Ian's past dies. Ned. And that causes them to reevaluate their relationship. Here is my here are my what did predictions. We say? Ned makes sense because he's older, he's a doctor. For people who don't remember, Ned is Jimmy Steve's gay dad that Ian fucks in season two. In season, season three. three. Season yeah. two and three. Yes. So yeah. Yeah, I have three guesses. So I predict it's either gonna be Ned be- and they would find out through the news, or it will be Caleb, because he's a first responder too, and they'd find out through the news. But and that really wouldn't positive. That really wouldn't trigger anything with daddy issues. Or Clayton dies and Ian finds out somehow because he is Ian's bio dad. Maybe Clayton leaves him money or something. Or Cash dies and Mickey finds or Ian and Mickey find through out Linda, through the neighborhood like somehow. Like that. Yeah, or one of Cash's yeah. kids. I feel like personally the Cash one maybe not just because we don't even know where he left off with the storyline. Remember how like he just ups he just his bags left. and leaves. Yeah, like so I feel like yeah. Oh, I just think his kids are old enough now that they would probably be like manning the cash and grab. So True. like But I feel like but how would they know where he is if he just did? Yeah, that's how would my, they know he was that's dead? my only thing. Yeah, that's my only thing if with the cash thing is because I feel like they drop that storyline that they wouldn't like be like the kids would know where their dad is, et cetera, et cetera. So I feel like maybe Cash is out of the question. I feel like Ned would make the most sense because he's the one relationship Mickey had, like, some of the most involvement with or, like, the most angsty bits about. So yeah, I feel like that makes that the was, most sense. That was definitely something that, like, drove them together was the jealousy yeah, over uh, that Ned. scene when Mickey's watching them at the bar and then he just punches Ned and then they have their little Somebody little, little tussle the, in the other alleyway. day tweeted the part where they're back in the alley and they're like playing tag or whatever tickling him and you can hear him go gotcha mickey (sighs) (gasps) (laughs) like yeah cash was was there was the kickstart and Mm, their beginning and then ned was the catalyst for more of their romantic relationship and then it's i just all i know is that it's not going to be trevor like, Caleb would just make sense because he's a first responder, but it's got nothing yeah. to do with daddy issues. I feel like and, the, it would make the most sense Clayton that Clayton would only... be just because the emphasis on daddy issues. Yeah, Clayton would only make sense if he left Ian money yeah. or something. I feel like it's the only way he would well, find out. It wouldn't make sense for, like, their, in the context of their relationship. It wouldn't make sense. Because, what, we have the one involvement with Clayton once in season one, right? And then there's no other further... Monica comes uh over to clayton's again in season two or season gotcha. three but like that's early on we haven't heard really anything relatively regarding and they him, never so. mention it they literally never talk about the fact that ian is not frank's yeah. that he is both their brother and their cousin mm-hmm. kind of awkward and he and debbie are the only gingers in the family so like is debbie frank she never got Have we tested. ever discussed that she question never got a dna test interesting but, but yeah it's just so hard just because we were given so many different puzzle pieces to what hall of shame could be that like when i tell you all of our guesses from the previous episode aren't incorrect and aren't anything relatively close to what we're probably going to be seeing probably. tonight i mean so. we don't know and it's probably going to be something <laughs> really shitty and bad and mostly it's probably going to be mostly just clips like, that we've seen before 
I feel like they probably will show like a scene and then like I don't know what if they have like their characters like talking like what if it's like them on the couch but it's like them in character being like so I would be like ill. I don't think they're doing that. I'm hoping from the clip that we got it'll be them like on their phones and they find out something somehow on their phones and then if it does cut back it's just the two of them sitting on their on their bed. They, yeah, just they just kind of reminisce. But that's and what, then like yeah. if we're lucky maybe we'll get like a a nice little heartfelt conversation yeah that too we'll get a nice little heartfelt conversation but what it seems like now is that these hall of shame episodes are going to further their development in the season almost which is Um... really interested about because like if it's obviously not like a clip show anymore and it's new scenes like it's not really what it really is is just giving context and narrative to an episode that is mostly just flashbacks because mm-hmm. yeah. lips i'm like really looking forward to the lip one because the the the, descri- the description we've gotten of lips is like that fred has Aww. a cold and lip is like really worried and like oh and my god lips i'm so is, ready to see i think that. lips is him telling fred a like a story like like a bedtime story and he's probably telling his own story and that's where the flashback clips will come from in terms of like Debbie, Carl, and Liam, because their episodes are grouped together, I have like no clue. Maybe maybe V and Kev will talk about yeah. Maybe V and Kev will talk about the fact that like they were supposed to get married and then they haven't yet, and like that kind of journey. Like they'll reminisce as well. But um, or maybe they got COVID married. They got married over Zoom just to get it over maybe. with. But uh, all of this will mean nothing if I don't get this up by midnight. So I'm going to edit for the next four hours nonstop oh my God. Uh, and hopefully get this episode up. I know it's only at this point our record is at like 43 minutes and that sounds like nothing. It's not nothing. That's a lot. I'm going to cut. We did talk about Supernatural. I'm going to cut that out uh, if I can because that'll cut a few minutes out. Oh my God. <laughs> but Hall of Shame. Who fucking knows, man? Who knows? But 1103 was dope. Was very dope yeah it was really good and if i didn't think it would get taken down for copyright this is when i'd roll in a little bit of nick jonas <laughs> um, <laughs> what a man gotta do what a man like, gotta what, do to be totally hung up by you got to do what a man gotta say what a man gotta play to be your last good night and your first good day. That's all I want to know. What a man got to do? Move like you stole it is probably what he got to play. <gasps> Stop it. So, yeah, everybody, and we're sorry if this was a little messy, a little rushed. Uh, we're trying to get this up before Hall of Shame airs. I don't think we're going to do uh, an, a recap episode of Hall of Shame. We're going to take a little break. Uh, but uh, 207 is going to drop on Tuesday. 208 is going to drop two weeks after that. And we'll try you know, to... if anything, we'll just do a Hall of Shame mini recap before the episode if we want to genuinely yeah we could do that or we yeah if we do an 1104 we'll be like so let's talk about hall of shame and let's talk about 1104 a little bit that'd be easier to group them in Um, in the smaller episodes instead of like making it its own thing because it doesn't need to be its own thing yeah but we love the reception we've gotten we love you guys Mm -hmm. so much thank you somebody just put on their instagram story and tagged us and said we were their famous we were were their we were their favorite shameless podcast and they were like raving about us it was so cool that's so good. Thank you so much. We're glad people enjoy it. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and we really appreciate it. Our numbers have been really cool recently, and like, keep it coming, guys. Subscribe, rate, review. Uh, I'm gonna link all of our all of our socials in the description below, uh, and then you can follow the luck we had on uh, Instagram and Twitter at luck we had pod. You can email us luckwehadpod at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, we we're gonna be freaking out about the Hall of Shame just as much yes. as you are. We're gonna be staying up way too late to talk about it. It's gonna be a little insane. 
what a man gotta do, guys. What a man what gotta does do. A man gotta do. <laughs> and with that, let's bid you adieu. <laughs> because because what a man got to do. I mean, <laughs> okay, uh, bye. I mean, goodbye. <laughs>